0: greetings to those who watch below. It's that time again, time for some truly creepy paranormal tales. 1. When I was 17 years old, I babysat a lot. I can vividly remember this one babysitting experience. It sounds extremely cliché, but it was on a dark and stormy night. I was watching this little girl named Siobhan. She was a sweet kid and her parents were supposed to be back well after midnight. So Siobhan and I sat and watched TV, and played games. Typical activities when you're babysitting. One of Siobhan's friends came over to play, and since it was raining outside, and it was really cold, and dark, we wound up playing hide-and-seek. As I was the oldest, it was my duty to seek them first, so I counted to twenty while I went to hide. Keep in mind that these were two little girls who couldn't keep from laughing, so gave away their hiding position pretty quickly. After I was done counting, I saw the door at the end of the hallway moving like there was someone behind it. I automatically assumed that that was where the two girls were hiding, so I walked down the hall and made a show of saying, Gee, I wonder where they are. I figured I'd wasted enough time pretending to look for them, when I already knew where they were. ...behind that door that kept moving. So I walked quietly to the door... ...and I stepped into the room... ...and looked behind it... ...and said, gotcha. I was completely taken aback... ...when I saw there was no one there... ...and the laughter I had been hearing... ...wasn't coming from the two little girls... ...because the two girls decided to hide... ...on the opposite side of the house. I quickly found the girls... ...and told them that playtime was over... ...and that we were just going to sit and watch TV. Siobhan's friend had to go home in half an hour... ...so after that it was just Siobhan and I in the house alone. I decided it was time for Siobhan to go to bed... ...because it was already way past her bedtime. So I put her into her bed... ...and went into the living room to study for a test. I kept hearing what sounded like a door open... ...and I thought Siobhan was trying to come out to get a glass of water... ...or to say that she couldn't sleep... I was waiting for the typical excuse from a kid, but every time I checked, she was sound asleep, so anything I was hearing wasn't coming from her. Her parents finally got home a little after midnight, and when Siobhan's dad was driving me home, I told him what had been happening and what I'd experienced. He'd said that he'd experienced the same thing, and had not told me anything to see if I would experience anything just like him. I can honestly say that was the creepiest and most scared that I had ever been. Two. My mother's bike boyfriend had thrown us out of the house and my mother, sister, brother and I were forced to live in a woman's refuge for domestic abuse. Mum searched and had found a house for us to rent and we were all so happy to get out of that terrible place. We moved in and had been in the house for not six months, when I had my twelfth birthday. I was never popular at school, and didn't keep many friends, I just kept to myself. I had a quiet birthday, but was so happy, as mum had bought me a CD player with a double cassette, and my grandfather had bought me a small TV. After everyone had gone home after lunch, I ran into my room and slammed the door shut with excitement. ...as those gifts were what I had asked for and wanted. I quickly tuned in the analogue TV and had it going just for light and noise. But my main mission was to tape songs off the radio as Cassette One could record in slow play... ...and I taped hours of music happily. It grew dark quickly, I think, because I was so engrossed in what I was doing... ...that I didn't seem to notice that I was now laying on top of my bed in complete darkness... I was lying looking up at the pretty lights of my new stereo when all of a sudden it felt like lightning went through me. It started from my head and went to my toes. When it happened, I saw bright white where my eyes were closed. I lay there in shock for a while, then all of a sudden I was calm. I rolled onto my side and closed my eyes to convince myself that I had imagined what happened. The tape I was listening to had a thing once it got to the end of the tape. It would make two clicks and then play the other side. I heard the clicks, but the music didn't carry on. I thought maybe it was because I had a very old cassette and the player had chewed the tape up before I started recording. I was about to get up to see if it was eating my tape when I heard it. I froze in fear and the worst terror I have ever felt. I could hear somebody in my room. It sounded like they were in my built-in closet, and they were breathing like they were at the end stages of lung cancer. I froze and couldn't move, I was so scared. It seemed to be very low to the ground. I knew this, as whatever it was, crept up to my ear and exhaled horribly. I thought I was going to die, but all of a sudden I jumped up and turned the TV on and my bedroom light and spun around quickly, but saw no one. I cried and sat up the whole night, and after that, it took me years to sleep without a light. Three. My husband re-enlisted in Alaska in April 2002. We left Fort Benning in September of that year, and took one month leave to go home before we flew out. We knew we were heading into one of the coldest places on earth during the winter months and an active earthquake zone to boot. But we were anxious to begin our new adventure. After three weeks in lodging, we got a house over in Birchwood. It was a townhouse style home and was very cozy. I don't remember exactly how long we were in the house before I had my first experience, but it was active up until we moved in April 2006. My husband worked night shift on patrol quite a bit for the first year we were there. One night, my husband was working, and I was sleeping. I got woken by two pokes on my left thigh. I thought it was my daughter wanting to climb in bed with me, but when I rolled over, no one was there, and both kids were in bed sound asleep. I thought I had just been dreaming, so I rolled back over and went to sleep. I just put it out of my mind. It was a few months later, and my husband was actually home this time. I was laying on my left side, and don't remember how long I had been sleeping for, but I was awakened by someone saying, what, in a very forceful manner into my right ear. I could feel warm breath as it was said. I kicked my husband's leg, and told him to leave me alone and let me sleep. He kicked me back, saying he hadn't done anything because he was sound asleep. It took me off a little, so I sat up and pushed on him to get him to wake all the way up. He kept saying he didn't do anything, and that I should just let him go back to sleep. We went back and forth for a few minutes, and I told him what had happened before, and he said one last time that he hadn't done it, and that maybe it was one of my friends that seemed to follow me around, and that I should just let it go and go back to sleep since there's nothing either of us can do about it. One night, a few months later, my husband and I were downstairs watching TV after we had put the kids to bed. Our daughter, who was almost three at the time, liked to get out of bed and try and stay awake as long as she could. Well, when we heard little footsteps coming down the stairs, we figured she was going to have an excuse to be up. So my husband went and jumped to the bottom of the stairs to try and catch her, but nobody was there. He looked at me and said, "'I know you heard that just as well as I did,' and I looked at him and told him that I had. We both went upstairs to see if either of the kids were awake, and they were both sound asleep. He just looked at me kind of puzzled, and I shook my head and told him, "'I told you so.'" There are always things getting misplaced throughout the house, that would turn up a few days later. Nothing new. The TVs upstairs and downstairs shut off a lot, and the dry door popped open a couple of times. I had the door to the garage lock itself on me one time when I went to put stuff in the trash. I always saw shadows moving out of the corner of my eye, and I refused to go downstairs at night after we had gone up to bed. The last big thing that happened occurred a month before we moved to New York. My husband was working the night shift and it was a very cold snowy night. Me and the kids had been inside all day and I'd just fed them so I told them I was going to get a shower and that they should come upstairs and play until I was done. I made sure the front and back door as well as both screens were locked before we went upstairs. For some reason I just wanted them upstairs with me. After a while I got out of the shower and dressed for bed and asked the kids if they wanted a snack or a drink before we went back up. We all started downstairs, and my dog was laying in front of an open front door, staring at it like she was going to pounce on something. I could hear the kids playing while I was in the shower, and knew the house was all locked up. How in the hell did my screen and front door get opened? I panicked and grabbed my kids, threw their coats at them, and told them to get the dog... And get in the car. I threw my coat on, grabbed my purse, closed and locked the door, got in the car, and left. I called my husband as soon as I backed out of the driveway and told him what happened and said that he needed to come to the house and go through it with me before me and the kids would go back in. He said he'd be home in a couple of minutes, but I wasn't going back without him, so kept driving. I ended up meeting the police car at the entrance to our neighborhood. And he had another MP behind him, so they flipped on their lights and sped off towards the house. I had left in such a hurry that I left all the lights on and the TVs on upstairs. I wasn't going back in until they went through every room, closet, and crawl space and cleared that house. I tried to keep my composure for my kid's sake, but I was scared to death. It just didn't make sense. And even though they didn't find anyone in the house, or any indication that anyone had tried to get in, it didn't make me feel any better. Both kids slept with me that night, as well as our dog. We had taken up drinks and snacks and movies. They got a few toys to play and sleep with, so as soon as we were all settled, and my husband had to go, I locked the door, and put my baseball bat between the bed and my nightstand. I don't know what good it would have done since I figured it wasn't something I could see anyway, but it made me feel a little better having it right there. Needless to say, I was not sorry to see us leave that house. I only hope that the next people who moved in haven't had any unexplained happenings like we did. 4. Back in 1992, when my daughter was about seven months old, I had a very scary experience that, to this day, has left me with many questions. From the moment that we moved into the old home that we were living in, I knew that there was something not right about it. It felt very negative and depressing. I didn't like anything about that house, but my boyfriend told me that I felt that way because it was an old house. He had never believed in any of my paranormal experiences that I've had previously, because he's never in his life seen or heard anything, so I just left it at that. One night, I was having a very strange dream. In this dream, there was nothing but darkness. There was no floor, no ceiling, just black. All of a sudden, I could see a figure of a man, dressed in a white robe, who seemed to be extending his arms downward, as if though he is looking down at something or someone in front of him. I could only see him from his neck down, and he is facing to his left. At that moment, I think to myself that I am watching Jesus, and when I turn to see what or who he is looking at, I see the devil on his knees looking at him. I was very confused, and asked myself in my dream, why would the devil be kneeling in front of Jesus, as though he was asking for forgiveness? As soon as this thought runs through my head, the devil, or whatever it was, turned quickly to look at me and smiled. It was such an evil smile. At that moment, I woke up to the most horrifying scream that I have ever heard my baby make. I was lying on my right side, and as soon as I woke up to her scream, I felt a very cold gush of air run by my left ear so hard and so fast that I knew that there was something in the room. The window was closed as it was winter, so it could not have been the wind. My daughter was screaming and crying like someone had physically hurt her, so I jumped out of bed, turned on the light, and ran to her crib. She looked almost purple from how hard she was crying. I picked her up, and as soon as I calmed her down, I put her down to check on her diaper. When I took her pyjamas off, I noticed that her socks were soaking wet. I thought that maybe that she wet her diaper too much and that it was leaking, but when I checked, it was completely dry. I was confused about it, so I checked her crib to see if I have left a bottle that could have been dripping or something, but there were no bottles and everything was dry. It was only her socks that were so wet that when I wrung them, water dripped from them. Her feet were so wrinkly that it seemed that they had been wet for a while. I don't know if my dream had any connection to what happened to my baby, but to this day, I wonder what was in the room that night, and what it wanted with my child. My daughter is 23 years old now, and she is much more sensitive than I, so I don't know if maybe that had anything to do with what happened. 5. I used to board in the main building of Four Chessels Court, in the Canongate, Edinburgh, for three and a half years from 1985. Chessels Court is through some arches off the Royal Mile in the old town of Edinburgh, and the buildings that are there were built around 300 years ago to make the court what it is today, but the site had been built on for some hundreds of years before. One night I had been asleep, but had woken up to get myself a drink of water. This is about half one in the morning. After climbing back into bed, I heard my landlady's dog growling and scratching at my door to get in. At the same moment, someone, or something, came through the wall beside my bed and started to climb over me. I could feel it pushing down on the blankets as it climbed on me. This went on for what seemed like forever, but would say it was probably about two minutes with the dog growling at the door all the time. It was pitch dark. I just froze and wouldn't move. While lying there, I was thinking that if I sat up fast, what would happen? Would I be face to face with something that I couldn't see, as it was so dark, or would it just go through me? Something that I didn't want to happen for sure. As soon as it got to the other side of my bed and climbed off me, The dog stopped growling and went back to her bed. I waited around a few moments and then got up, turned the light on, and looked about the room and out the window, but there was nothing to be found. The next day, I had told my landlady what had happened, and she said she never heard a thing, and I found that strange in itself, as the dog used to sleep just outside her room, and every other time at night when the dog had got up for whatever reason, she always woke. But not this time. A short time later, a gentleman from the floor below me mentioned how things have changed at Chessels court over the 40-odd years he'd been living there. I asked him what he meant. In what way? He said he used to come up to our house and visit an old lady. And he had said that the bathroom used to be where the kitchen was, and the kitchen where the bathroom was, and that the door to my bedroom used to be at the other end where my bed is now. That gave me the answer as to why whoever it was that came through my wall did. It's a well-known fact that if there had been a door moved from where it used to be, then the person who is now a ghost will come through the wall where the door once was. Other folk in the court have said that there were ghosts about the place, but in the years I lived there, this was the only encounter that I have ever had. Hi guys, thank you ever so much for watching today's video. If you enjoyed it, please make sure to like, share, comment and subscribe to the channel. And if you're already subscribed, hit that notification bell so that you'll be informed when I next launch a video. I have stories on Dismal Hero and That Creepypasta Guy's channel this week. I've put links to them in the description box below. Also if you've got a story you'd like me to narrate, whether it be a personal encounter or a creepy pasta, make sure to send it to my email also in the description box. So, until next time, sleep tight.